Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, December 17th, a sunny and cold day in Chicago. I was supposed to be joined this morning by my main man, Skyhook, but he has something to come up at the last minute. He's not going to be able to join us here today, but that's all right. We still have a ton to cover. On today's show, we're going to hit the following. So starting with top news, we're going to talk Vincent Van Doe versus Nike with Clone X in the middle. Then we're going to talk WAGMI United and the Dow bidding to bidding on a professional soccer team. Then 3AC and Nexo's partnership for a new NFT lending platform. From there, we'll go into our rotating market segments. We'll talk about Project NanoPass and other market movers from this week. We're going to talk Async Art and their big week on the back of XCopy's Grifters PFP. We're going to do blue chip PFPs and check in on the CryptoPunks and see if they still have a pulse or not. Then we'll hit Art blocks, take a look at some of their floors and highlight the, up- the upcoming curated drop geometry. Then we're going to check in on sports and entertainment and take a look at a few brands dropping PFP, uh, NFT projects this week. And then we'll end with a few upcoming drops. A lot to cover. Sound good? <clears throat> Let's get started. All right. Our top story of today, Vincent Van Doe versus Nike and the potential war that is brewing. So I'm going to show a tweet of Vincent Van Doe's here. I have fractionalized Clone X number 17707 from Artifact and Nike and put it up on Fractional. So why is this important? Tons of NFT owners have put their NFTs out on Fractional. Well, it's all related to the very restrictive terms that Artifact released with their Clone X NFT after their auction. So all the buyers essentially bought these NFTs without having a chance to read these terms. And the terms are fairly egregious. We're not going to read through all of them, but I'm going to highlight quickly uh, points nine and 10. So point nine, you will not create, sell, or attempt to create or sell fractionalized interests in the NFT. And then part C here, use any artifact owned content to create, sell, or attempt to create or sell a new cryptographic token. So we'll talk about why that's important as well. And then uh, term 10 here, essentially saying you are prohibited from transferring to another third party unless the following conditions are met. And then part C of this saying, essentially, you must provide written notice to the would-be transferee about the terms and, and agreements in this license, which essentially means that you would have to ensure any buyer of your NFT has read these, these terms and agreed to them, which is simply ridiculous. So that's the backstory of what's happening here. Vincent Van Do, you know, continuing to push the envelope like he like he does, said, "Okay, I'm going to challenge Nike and Artifact on these terms and see if they are in fact going to try to enforce these." So he stood up this fractional vault. He paid 10 ETH for this NFT. Well, it, it caught the NFT world by storm, and within hours, the valuation of this NFT on Fractional hit a up to like 900 ETH valuation, partially due to some limited liquidity in the pool. It currently sits at 520 ETH valuation. So uh, for perspective there, the highest selling Clone X has sold for around 288 ETH. This is uh, slightly above floor NFT. Again, he, he purchased it for 10 ETH. So that's roughly the fair value, but because of the meme value, this has now become, you know, one of the most famous or infamous Clone X NFTs that's out there. And then VVD went even further and asked for artists to commission art pieces 
based on this specific clone x 17707 and they put them out for sale on sites like foundation or super rare and several artists have already done that um we'll show one right now from one of our favorites of the show alpha centauri kid he posted this on twitter uh, on the 16th just got the phone with nike and you can see it's in kind of his iconic glitch method he's got another piece that he's worked on that has like the, this news in the top news here you see is clone x 17707 so this is where he's also challenging that part of the term is where you create other nft tokens based on the original artifact work so this is the war we haven't really heard too much from artifact or nike on this it'll be very interesting to see what happens from here but as always bbd you know, taking the nft world by storm all right let's get into our second story Huge headline that came out yesterday. U.S. group eyes English soccer club saying crypto and NFTs can change the game. Here we see Preston Johnson and Evan Smith, who are two of the primary founders driving this effort. So essentially, group of American investors tied into this DAO are trying to purchase an English soccer team. And then they're going to rely on advanced analytics and NFTs to essentially create a new model of sports team ownership. They're calling themselves... WAGMI United, and they believe that they are in the final stages of purchasing an English football league club. Um, so there's been a lot of chatter in the NFT Twitter sphere in the last few months about a Dow buying a professional sports franchise. Uh, it, it felt like it could be somewhat serious given some of the, the players who were chatting about it. Uh, but now it looks like they absolutely are serious. It looks like this could come to fruition and it's going to be one of the first real tests for you know are DAOs capable of running a business that's complicated um, and how they're going to manage it with decisions and governance and, and everything that goes with that so it will be very interesting to watch first if they're able to succeed and and win the bid and then from there how they'll be able to execute but Certainly kudos to everyone involved. This is a really cool effort and certainly we'll be watching how this transpires. All right, third story of the day here. More on the NFT finance side, but Nexo partners with Three Arrows Capital to launch an NFT lending and art financing service. So we'll just quickly skim through the article a, a bit. Um, essentially, it's a new lending desk. They're going to have two NFT collections right off the, the get-go that are going to be included, those being the Board Ape Yacht Club and the CryptoPunk NFTs with more collections coming on the way. Additionally, clients will be issued lines of credit as a means of art financing to purchase further NFT purchases. So that piece definitely is interesting. And then they do plan, again, to, to bring new NFT sets to the platform here in the future. So this is an interesting one for sure. So a lot of the bull case for being able to hold NFTs for several years in the long term and not sell them is being able to turn them into financial instruments. And now here is another big player offering loans against those NFTs. So we've been waiting on this. Certainly exciting to see a big player, you know, come to the table here. Still some questions. I think primarily for me is what is the length and, dur and duration in terms of these loans going to look like? So we have some NFT lending platforms already like NFT Fi. Those loans are primarily on the 30 day you know, time duration. There are some that go up to 90, but mostly 30. Um, so I'm curious, 
you know, to, to really be able to use these lines of credit, it would be nice to have, you know, 12 month loans or, or even longer. With that being said, the nature of these NFT markets, they can change so drastically in short time periods that just might not be possible. But we'll certainly be interested to see how this lending service works. All right, that takes us through our three top news stories for today. Let's go ahead and get into our market update. I'm going to pull up the Lucky Trader board here and show the seven-day project rankings. So no surprise for anyone who's been following the market this past week, CloneX and then the Mint Vials are number one and number two on the board. They've done 38,000 ETH volume in the last seven days, just an absurd number. Uh, I think they're already a top 20 project in just a, a week, week and a half or so here uh, in the NFT space. The floors for CloneX went wild on the Nike acquisition news. I think the floor went all the way past six, went up to about six, three, six, four at one point. Has since retraced a bit. It sits at 4.69 here this morning, but still a, a solid floor. And then the mint vials, the unrevealed CloneX, so to speak, sits at 8.8. .8. Uh, and we've continued to see you know, steady market volume at the floor as well as in the high end with multiple three-digit ETH sales. So CloneX is certainly a new project to enforce to be reckoned with in the market, and they're definitely not going anywhere. We'll go into Punk's detail a little bit later. Decent volume on the week at 7,700 ETH, but the floor, 60.95. Not great. Um, Neo Tokyo, we touched on them a bit on the last show. They've had a really strong week. 7,500 ETH volume here with their outer identities drop. That floor up to 6.5. The BAYC floor, steady at 50.5, down a little bit on the week. Uh, a new joiner to the board here this week, Project Nanopass. And I actually want to spend a, a minute or two talking about this new project. So we'll pull up their page, nanopass.io. Your key to the Nanoverse, 55, 55 unique passes. They ran a Dutch auction. Uh, as you can see here what the NFT actually provides you. So it's an early access pass that doubles as a plot of virtual land in the Nanoverse. So it is essentially a metaverse play um, that also acts as a Genesis token. So for those who are familiar with Genesis tokens, the first NFT from a long line of a potential roadmap from a project team, which gives you early or whitelist access to all those future drops. So that's the benefit of owning a Genesis NFT. Another interesting twist from this team is passes grant weekly black boxes. Um, so if we scroll down and read a little bit about the perpetual black box, what's inside, uh, it may contain valuable loot. This loot may contain physical goods, other popular NFTs, or a donation to a charitable cause. The possibilities are limited only by your imagination, as it will be the community that decides what they are. Really interesting idea. I think the key concept here is it will be funded through the community vault, which will receive 7.5% of all secondary market royalties. Um, essentially what that means is for these boxes to continue to have value each week, it will rely on the secondary market sales. So the more secondary market sales there are, the more valuable the boxes potentially are, less secondary volume, less value. It kind of borders on that, that Ponzi-ish line a little bit as you're requiring you know, future buyers to essentially fund the value here. Um, but it is cool. And I am interested to see what, how these black boxes 
will play out in these first few rounds, especially the physical goods and how that will work. But they've had some serious success this week already. 3,600 ETH volume traded and a 1.58 floor, which is very solid. We've got another Metaverse player, Sandbox, always one of the top names. They did 3,300 ETH, up 72% on the week. The Mutant Ape Yacht Club holding steady, 6.4 floor. Maybe the biggest winner of the week in the PFP market is Doodles. Doodles saw 2,600 ETH volume this week, up 160%. The floor up to 3.89 here, up 60% on the week. I think I saw the floor even get past four at one point, up to around 4.2. Really strong week for the Doodles. They are cementing their place in that top 10 list of PFP projects, certainly. Uh, Running through the rest of the board here, a bit of new project hot potato going on, I think, with a few of these with my pet hooligan and croaks. Croaks had a, a really nice run up pre-reveal and since retraced a bit. My pet hooligans really ran up one day this week as well before retracing a bit as well. Um, Ape Kids Club kind of coming down back to earth after after the tremendous run they had earlier this week. And then Pepsi Mic Drop, they did 1,400 ETH. They, allowed users to mint a free microphone PFP type NFT. I think there was 1,617.75 in the set. These went all the way past a one floor. I think it got to like one three, one eight at one point before retracing. Um, but a, a little bit of FUD on that drop, but we'll cover other brands and how they, they approach NFTs later in the show. So that's really our market update. Let's go ahead and get into our next segment here and check in uh, on in one of ones. The real story of the week isn't in one of one art on super rare is actually a fairly slow week, but it's the top crypto artists and their PFP projects. So async art, a new platform. It had X copy Coldy and a lot of money dropping different PFP editions here this week. Right now I'm showing the open C page for X copies project. It's called Grifters. Um, so there was a pre-sale and a public sale. The pre-sale was for X copy owners who were able to mint for 0.25 ETH um, based on if they held an X copy piece. And those raffle winners got to mint. We saw the floor get all the way up to about 12 ETH at one point. And then they had the public sale on Wednesday. The public sale was heavily botted. The website was botted and attacked. So they switched on a dime. They moved into a raffle mechanism that they asked folks on Twitter to apply for uh, to make it essentially more fair. I'm sure some bots still got some of the, the raffle tickets, but essentially the 260 winners get to mint a grifter for 0.25 ETH. As you can see, that's quite an equitable mint as the floor right now sits at 8.8. You get a sense of the art here. There's three or four different face types with different names some different facial characteristics and some different atmosphere characteristics, but it's definitely very recognizable as X copy. What's cool is that while this is a 666 set PFP project, each of these can be considered one of one. And it's definitely the most approachable price point for an X copy one of one that's out there. So I <clears throat> transparency, I purchased one of these this week. I'm looking to maybe acquire more. I love this project. Um, it's, Xcopy is the king of crypto art, number one in my book. And this, is, again, is the more approachable set. I think this will certainly hold long-term value. If you want to talk about what products will be still, still be relevant in three years and five years, 
I think this one will be up there. But of course, not investment advice, do your own research. The rest, as I mentioned, the rest of the week in super rare and one of one sales was fairly slow. We did see a notable sale from Archinair uh, for 42 ETH, uh, who also launched a, an addition project on Stampoo this week as well. Uh, I want to say DK Motion was also involved in that. So go ahead and over and check out the Stampoo site for more. We can link that in our show notes. Let's go ahead and move into our blue chip PFPs, get into our next segment here. Uh, we'll start at the CryptoPunks, the sales board, or the Punks for sale board, rather, just to give folks a, a sense of, you know, where these listing prices sit right now and a bit of the fall from grace. So we see the, the top of the sales board here in the 60s, low 60s, 61, 62. There are now over 200 CryptoPunks for sale under that 108 floor. For folks who've been following the market, the, the floor held at 100 or higher for several months. Uh, coming out of the, the summer mania. So certainly uh, a gradual fall. Uh, interestingly enough, Punk 4156 caught a lot of heat last week for selling and essentially selling below market. Well, those sales are looking really sharp <clears throat> in hindsight. Um, so, you know, whether he is a part of the market declining or else maybe he saw the writing on the wall and where this market was going and he exited at a good time. But those sales are looking pretty solid in hindsight. Um, and that really can't be disputed. <clears throat> Let's take a look at the rest of the floors just uh, from our friends over at WGMI.io. We touched on the board apes. They're sitting at a 50 floor. So they're also down a bit on the week, but mostly heading st holding steady. The flipping, it's a, it's a tight range. It's 50 versus 60 right now, apes versus punks. So will we see a potential flipping in 2021? It's possible, but my, my two cents, if it happens, it'll be because of the punks floor dropping and not because of the H floor rising, at least here in the short term. But all eyes are on that potential flip. Um, checking quickly through the rest of these, Cool Cats, 6.5, basically even on the week, slightly down. Um, we've got the Cyber Kongs at five, actually up 17% on the week. I mentioned Doodles, one of the biggest winners of the week. We're showing them at 4.25 here. Yeah, up 80% on the week. Huge week for them. The gutter cats are down a little bit here at three, four. Um, I got to talk about my friends, the cryptos rough week down 29% on the week in the mid twos sitting at 2.45. Um, this is a, a bit surprising, especially with uh, Grimplin dropping the, the missile toads surprise free mint, which is a really cool project. Um, but the market's not really appreciating that much too much, appreciating that project too much right now. And it shows in the toads price. So we'll continue to check in. That's our blue chip PFPs. Let's go ahead and switch into art blocks here while we've got the page up. You know, we covered the top of the art blocks board quite a bit on the show. I want to spend some time on the lower end actually on today's show, but quickly up top, we got Fidenza's at 65, Ringer's down at 30, down 40% on the week, and Elevate Deconstruction at 30. Um, the mid-tier down fairly even on the week, but I want to talk about the lower end a bit. So let's keep scrolling down here, uh, specifically below two. So this is where things really start to get interesting. We've got alien clocks at two ETH, down 70% on the month, down from 6.5. We've got pigments at 1.7, phase at 1.6. 
algorithms at 1.25, geometry runners at 1.1, and then below one ETH, we've got Century 0.9. What else do we have? Dreams at 0.6. The Dreams 4 was well over 6 ETH at one point. Uh, see if we have any more here. Trisets at, five, at 0.5. That pretty much gets us through the, the rest of the board. But my point being, we've got we've gone down quite a bit in the art blocks curated world. A lot of these sit down 70, 80 percent from peak high. We are in peak tax loss harvesting season right now with folks who have a lot of ETH gains on the year who are looking to sell NFTs that they potentially bought at the top for steep discounts to potentially wipe out those gains. I think there's a lot of game theory in how long that tax loss harvesting window for prospective buyers will last. I think a lot of folks think it goes through 1231, you know, last day of the year. I'm not so certain. I feel like certain whales may come in and start to sweep floors a bit sooner than that. Just because, you know, thinking through most folks are waiting until the end of the year, they're going to get a head start. We've actually seen that happen in a few projects, especially in, in generative art for the Ares projects, both Fromergence and Pulse Square had their floors swept um, yesterday, actually. So I would not be surprised at all if we see some of these art block curated floors get swept here in the next week. Uh, so certainly it'll be one to watch, but I would say if you have your eyes on one of these, you like the project, it can't really get too much cheaper than this, but you know, of course, everything can go down to zero. Uh, I do want to talk about the last curated drop of the week. So next Monday is the final art blocks project, final art blocks curated drop of the year. It's called Geometry No Compute. The artist is Samzy. We show a preview of the image here. I don't know if it's just me and I'm a sucker for geometry based art, but I think this one looks really cool. We'll read about it a little bit here. Random and anarchy, chaos and structurality. Geometry No Compute is a living motion experimental study, a contemplative geometry organism that lives now and forever. Each individual unit, unit's movement contributes and flows into a generative path for a greater purpose. Um, <clears throat> I definitely dig the artwork, and he actually goes further in the description here to say there are additional uh, value adds from these NFTs. Unique working Game Boy cartridges certificate are redeemable for every holder of the NFT here um, that will be able to be redeemed. And of course, a, a charitable aspect as well. So we have the Dutch auction format. It'll be interesting to see how low this one goes. He's a decently well-known artist. I think 7,000 followers on Twitter. I checked out his Superware page here this week. He's got 12 creations on Superware. They've been mostly slept on. Um, we're showing his page here with just a four highlights. You can see his style. It's, it's an animated, kind of abstract 3D art is essentially the style. And actually this Genesis piece top left is very similar to the Artblocks uh, project that's coming out this week. So we actually saw a few of his pieces get picked up this week. I'm curious if more will get picked up uh, leading up to his curated drop next Monday. We saw Jen Stark's heavily anticipated Vortex project mint out at 0.75 earlier this week. That's probably the early line I would set for this one, uh, although I wouldn't be surprised if it goes a little bit earlier than that. All right, well, that takes us through <clears throat> our blocks. 
Let's move into sports and entertainment. Really just want to talk on a few brands dropping projects here this week. Um, so today is a big drop for two brands. We're going to start with Adidas. Adidas has made several headlines in the last weeks and month, uh, famously partnering with G Money, Pixel Vault, and the Punks comic team, as well as the Board Ape community um, <clears throat> to launch their version of the metaverse. So we're showing their, their Into the Metaverse project page here on the screen. This first left box describes that journey and the partnership they made, which has made a huge splash on Twitter and has all the NFT heads talking. And then now they're launching their first NFT. So what does the NFT grant you? A physical and a digital component. So the physical is exclusive Adidas originals, essentially uh, what, the, what the gear is, is gear up for the iconic Addy Color Firebird tracksuit, a graphic hoodie, and G Money's classic orange beanie. So you get, a, you get a quick glimpse here in the bottom right of what this gear could look like. That's the physical. The digital good is open metaverse virtual land experiences, co-created with the community through 2022 and beyond. Um, so don't know exactly what open metaverse virtual land experiences means, um, but they've, they've laid out the supply and the price, 30,000 NFT supply for 0.2 ETH. So they're set to raise about 6,000 ETH with this sale. Um, they're giving early access to all the members of the Pixel Vault, BAYC, MAYC NFTs, as well as some of these Popes. I believe the whitelist here, folks that qualify is about 20,000 plus uh, wallets. So folks are expecting this to be a very high demand drop. Um, I've even heard gas war potentially, which is a little shocking to me given the supply that we're talking about here and this price point. Um, but I can't argue with the fact that there is some clear demand for this, at least it seems. They've got 20K of these reserved for the, for the, the whitelisted members. And then they have a public sale, which is going to be 9,620 NFTs or so. Um, I don't know. My take, if you look at this in a vacuum, 0.2 ETH gets you a hoodie, maybe a beanie, and then virtual land experiences. I'm, I'm a little bearish. You know, I'm paying $800 for a hoodie from Adidas at this point. Um, but I guess the bull case is the, these two communities, they have very eager holders uh, who love their communities. So it's potentially, you know, a play into the community. Uh, essentially a tip for Adidas, perhaps, you know, folks have been praising Adidas on how they've entered the NFT space through these partnerships. Well, we see that all these partnerships are now leading up to this 6,000 ETH payday for them. So good for Adidas. And we'll be watching to see if this one sells out, um, assuming it will. The second brand drop today is White Castle. Um, so we've also praised White Castle on this show for kind of how they've launched into the NFT space. Uh, with their picking up of a CHAM for their profile picture, they're picking up of an ENS domain, both very sharp moves. They're dropping it in NFT today, public sale, um, on the Doodle Labs platform. They're partnering with Chi Yu Wu, who's actually the artist behind the CHAM NFT, who, of course, has a cult following. Um, so what this NFT is, is essentially an animated White Castle slider. It's generative. So there's going to be 5,000 in the set. Uh, these cost 0.1 ETH to mint. And then there's different fast food sides 
that are a part of the, the different NFT types. So you've got your, your soda, your onion rings, fries. You can have one that have double sliders, the fish fillets, like all of those. Personally, I don't, I don't love the output here. Uh, I'm a Doodle Labs family MOOCs holder, specifically because it's the Genesis token that gives you early access to future Doodle Labs Mint. This is the now the first new Mint that we received as family MOOCs um, holders to have first access to. I didn't mint this one. I don't really see that these are going to hold value at a 0.1 mint price. Um, but it's they're cool, they're fun. So kudos to anyone who you know wants to mint these just from purely a collectible standpoint. Um, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of utility or really much ongoing demand for these. Um, but another one that will be certainly interesting to watch here today. So that's what's going on with the brands. A couple other drops I just want to quickly touch on before we end the show here today. So Interleave is doing a really interesting drop. Um, so Loopify is a partner with this. Interleave describes himself as a, the first NFT production team. Loopify did a, a little tweet thread describing what this Arcadia Trilogy project is. It's essentially a small movie series, five-minute uh, videos that feature the Board of Yacht Club. I think Mebits potentially could be in future of these videos. And then if you purchase the NFT, essentially it is serving as a Genesis token for Interleaf, a recurring theme that we've covered on the show here today, these Genesis tokens. So giving you access to future NFTs from this project team. Uh, it's essentially a poster from the movie. The proceeds go to fund you know, future work from Interleave and Lupify to continue building out this trilogy um, and future works for their roadmap. And then you can burn, I believe, six plus of these NFTs to get access to uh, a list of artists that they've partnered with. So some fairly interesting utility there for these NFTs. But what was interesting to me about this drop, if we scroll down through their Twitter, they have dynamic mint pricing. Uh, which is one of the first times I've seen this mechanic put in place. So they've got a surge pricing mechanic. You can see the, the graphic here of how the, the mint price has changed over time. So essentially based on the demand to mint, the price goes up when there's a lot of demand, it goes down when there's lesser demand. Um, they launched this as a 48 hour mint window yesterday evening. I want to say it went live yeah, yesterday afternoon. So you can see Thursday, 4.07 p.m. Right off the gun, it looks like there was a lot of demand and the price went up. Looks like it got close to 0.2 there. And then as minting demand decreased into the evening, it dropped closer to that 0.1 and it looks it picked back up here uh, in the evening. So that's how their dynamic pricing is going. It'll be interesting to watch this as we near the end of the 48 hour window as well as if future product teams will look to implement something similar. But it's an interesting model. I definitely say I like it and it's innovative. Last product I wanna highlight here for today, it's called Inkblocks. So actually a, a Twitter friend reached out uh, a few weeks ago about a new idea uh, that he had been working on. We got on a phone call and talked about it. I thought it was pretty cool uh, and agreed to talk about it on the show because I think it is fairly innovative. So I'm showing their website here right now. It's called theinkblocks.com. What are inkblocks? Historically, tattoo clients buy an artist's time. Now you can buy the actual tattoo as an NFT and own the exclusive right to apply it on your body. 
Um, so we can see here just a few examples of the tattoo artwork designs that they have here from two of the first artists that they partnered with, Sweet Sue and Jesse Preston, both who are famous artists in the, the tattoo artist world. Um, so a little bit more about their vision. They, I asked them specifically, is this a project or is this meant to be a platform? They're viewing this as absolutely a platform to enable tattoo artists to be able to sell their work directly to collectors. It's essentially a new way to be able to collect tattoos, to be able to buy and sell tattoos. Um, it's a different, also a new way to support tattoo artists and their artwork. So previously the model has been essentially paying tattoo artists for their time. And a lot of these artists, especially the ones who have built up really strong followings, that's because of the quality of their work and essentially the art that they create through their tattoos. Well, so now this is a new way to provide a revenue stream for these tattoo artists, as well as the collectors uh, to be able to, to buy, support, and potentially even sell in the future some of these tattoo NFTs. Uh, additionally, I think there's certainly a, a right-click save as, you know, could anyone just go and get this tattoo made? Of course, it's going to be hard to, to stop early on, but a part of the vision is you know, if more and more artists start to support this, that one would be presenting proof of NFT to actually get the, the, the tattoo NFT tattooed on someone's body. Um, so I think that's a really interesting concept and see how that could potentially play out in the future. Additionally, metaverse question mark. Uh, there's uh, ideas that they could potentially allow owners of these NFTs to use these NFTs on some of their different PFP collectibles in the metaverse. So you own a clone X, or Amoebit, Clonex might be a bad example, uh, but let's say you own Amoebit, potentially they find a way to be able to put this tattoo that you own also on your Amoebit PFP, which could definitely be very cool. So the party team is just getting started. They're in kind of a soft launch right now, uh, but go ahead and check this out if you're interested. The inkblocks.com will post it in our show notes as well. All right, folks, that's it. That's our show for today. As always, thanks to our listeners and viewers for tuning in. We will be back on Tuesday to recap the weekend. It's probably going to be our only show next week with Christmas coming up uh, next weekend. Um, still a little bit TBD week after Christmas. If we see a lot of action over the holidays, we might come back for a show that following week or else next week might be our final show of the year. Uh, but we'll make sure everyone stays up to date through our Twitter. But for all of our listeners, have a good weekend, everyone. Until next time. Stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye.